It's time for the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker, author of two best-selling books, and the president of three financial companies. He's also a frequent guest on national media outlets such as CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. This is the Wealth and Health Show. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. I'm your host again, Michael Wall, and we're here today with a special guest in studio. Jeremy Pound is his name. He's the CEO of Juicy Results. Uh, we're also joined by Danny. I'm really excited you join us this week. It's, it's going to be a great week, a great show. And as always, the Wealth and Health Show is, is aired you know, in different areas across America, just really designed to share thoughts from different CEOs and entrepreneurs that have kind of made it, been successful strategies and tips that have allowed them the ability to uh, not only grow success, maintain that success, but also live well, really, in any economy, to the health side of life, where we're really talking about different holistic types of living and different doctors we're going to be having on, some different guests that you're going to know the names of. So make sure you tune in each week because we're going to have a little different show, a little different flavor each week, talking about a variety of different things. I think they're going to value really you and your life. So Jeremy, let me just uh, give you a formal introduction. Thanks for joining us in studio today. Great to be here, Michael. And Danny, thanks again for joining us. Of course. Always good to be here, Mike. <laughs> so we're going to just take a minute. And uh, Jeremy is the CEO, again, of Juicy Results. Uh, he has an internet marketing company. His slogan is, which I love, is really Internet Marketing Agency for the Fortune 5 Million. <laughs> so if all of you out there that are Fortune 5 Million, you want to tune in. Jeremy's the guy that's going to help you kind of grow your business in the online presence. And we're talking about how the internet is really changing the way we do business today. And that, that's really a scope of what we're seeing. You know, some people are bucking the trend, some people are not. But at the end of the day, the internet is moving and changing the way we do business, whether we want it to or not. So, Jeremy, do me a favor and just kind of let's start out, if you don't mind, and give our listeners a little bit of an idea of kind of where you're coming from, how you got into the industry, a little bit of your background and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everything I've done professionally with my career has really been uh, about internet marketing. So uh, as you said, you know, how does the internet change the way we do business today? You know, that's what I spend my time thinking about. So I do a lot of writing, a lot of speaking about how businesses can use the web today. Uh, what's exciting about the internet and internet marketing in general is how fast it's changing. So while the principles of marketing still, you know, still are at play, I think that the way, the, the way technology has changed, the way that we communicate, the way we're connected, the speed at which we are expecting information, the access we have to information, all of us understanding that, all of us understand that, all of us experience that. Um, so what are the principles that we can take out of that? What are the lessons we can learn? And how do we apply that to our business so that we're at an advantage mm -hmm. as this technology changes the way we do business? And you've just recently, you're in the process of authoring and, and finished here, coming to market soon, a book. It's called The Bootstrapper's Guide to Search Engine Optimization written fully by Jeremy, uh, obviously the CEO of Juicy Results. What was the thinking behind putting that book together? We offer SEO, which is search engine optimization, to our clients. And you know, the way that we find and discover products today, for most of us, you know, is through Google, mm -hmm. right? And so we, we offer this to our clients, but there are a lot of people who, who come to us who have, you know, are at a major disadvantage. They've hired firms to do this for them. It hasn't worked out. They've tried it on their own. And so I said, you know, what is it? You know, what are the, the common things that everybody needs to know to understand how to be more successful and making their business visible in Google? And so we actually put a book together, uh, took everything. We actually, what I like to say is we took our operations manual. We took what huh. we train our team on. We tried to distill it down 
And if you're familiar with, you know, bootstrapping, that's mm-hmm. doing something on a small budget, <laughs> doing something yourself. Yep. We, so that's why that's where the title came from. So it's really our operations manual with some case studies. It's really a whole kit more than just a book. They're the wow. worksheets that we use at our company. I mean, you're getting access to everything we do. So it's something that someone could take and kind of utilize on their own. By the way, folks, if you don't know what search engine optimization is, it's really the idea of, you know, we've all gone online and we've we've Googled. We didn't have this term before. Isn't it funny? I mean, 20 years ago, nobody said, hey, just Google it, you know. But we do today all the time. Go ahead and get online and Google this or Google that. And really what that is, folks, for those of you that are unaware of search engine optimization, SEO, it's really the idea of when you search for something, what are the first, you know, three, four, five, six, eight, ten, whatever things that come up? And by the way, not only that, which one is the top three? Uh, and, and so what he's saying is their focus of their company is to help businesses land in a place that's in a uh, you know, top of mind view of the person searching for something online. I know the internet's changed a lot also, Danny, from your perspective, even in the Wall Laster and company where we help clients with higher incomes, you know, kind of save money in taxes, that sort of thing. By the way, folks, typically four or 500,000 a year plus, we're saving them you know, 15, 20,000 a year or more. But what are you seeing there as far as just utilizing the internet? And obviously, you know, most taxes are done online anymore today. I mean, that's been going on for a little while, but, you know, we're seeing more and more of that happen, aren't we? Absolutely. And, you know, some of the, there's problems and there's, you know, there's benefits and then there's downsides to that as well, as far as from our business in, uh, you know, tax planning and tax preparation is some people think that they can just do it on their own. So they kind of, you know, they have the DIY do it yourself mentality and that actually is, is hurting them. But yeah, the internet has changed so much and there's just so much more information out there these days. But I always like to think of the fact of renting someone else's brain. Like I know, Mike, you've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And in reality, while you can find a lot of stuff on the internet, you really need to find the people that can really help your business grow. And they are the ones that have been going to school, have been, you know, they're like Jeremy and they've spent all their time learning all of this precious information. And you want to rent their brain and really use that information to grow your business. Yeah. And, you know, folks, if you didn't know this, not everything on Google is true. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I mean, just because you Google something and it comes up and it's on your screen and your personal home, your personal computer and you're in a comfort zone doesn't necessarily mean it's true. So we want to make sure that we're cautious of that. You know, by the way, at any point in time, if you have any questions, if if you just joined us and you missed the first part of the show or want to hear previous shows, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. Just like you're leaning on a wall, leanonthewall.com. Or if you have any questions, feel free to send an email to info at leanonthewall.com. Now, Jeremy, help us out just a little bit of your history. I mean, you're a younger guy, but you've been in the game for quite some time. How did you get into this industry? I mean, how, how did you, you just wake up one day and said, you know, I really love search engine opt- SEO. You know, I can't wait to do this for companies and businesses. It's my life stream. I mean, what really led you into this? While you're having your Happy Meal at McDonald's, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which is all healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I've been doing this for running this company in some shape or another for almost 15 years, Hmm. uh, which is, you know, really kind of crazy when I when I say that out loud and I think back about it. Uh, But, you know, like so many of us just started my company out of necessity. You know, I was in college, thought that I was going to go to school for advertising and design. Um, I was going to school for advertising design, thought that that's what I was going to do. And, uh, you know, when I was a freshman in college, I remember pulling up monster.com, you know, the, the old job boards when that was a new thing. And I started looking at all the design jobs and I noticed that every design job that was any interest to me was a web design job. And, you know, this was when, uh, schools didn't teach web design at all. 
So I, while I was going to school, I, I kind of dual enrolled at uh, what I call Barnes and Noble University. And I, would, <laughs> I would go to Barnes and Noble and I would crack open the books and I would, you know, kind of teach myself how to do web design. Hmm. And interestingly enough, I was working at a newspaper in Fort Myers hmm. and I was, I was a photo tech. Uh, I was, like I said, in college, you know, came in at four o'clock, worked a couple hours every day. And, uh, you know me well, Michael, I'm not a very quiet guy. So I let everybody know that I, you know, I was doing this web design thing and I was, you know, talking about it. And uh, as the newspaper decided to kind of relaunch their website, they gave me an opportunity. Hmm. And I kind of, uh, it was really funny. I went from this, you know, showing up in shorts and a t-shirt every day at four o'clock, coming in and developing film, working on, you know, the newspaper to uh, going upstairs, working in the marketing department, kind of having my own department working on the website. Wow. Uh, so it was my, my 19th birthday was the day I started in that job, which was pretty cool. And isn't it neat? I don't want to just to interject there real quick, folks. For you, for those of you listening out there, I love the quote or little statement. It says, "Stop wishing and start doing." You know, you you were in a situation where you put yourself in a place, right? By taking some time instead of just kind of sitting there in life and being a wondering generality, as Zig says, you said, "Okay, I'm going to go learn something. I'm not sure exactly what I want to do. I'm not sure exactly what this looks like, but I'm going to learn a trade. I'm going to learn something that you know is interesting to me." And because you did that, when the newspaper, you know, was in a situation where they wanted to go ahead and redo their web, you were a reasonable choice because you had put yourself in a place where you were available and ready and knew what you needed to know to be able to help them, right? So that's that's one important tip, folks, is, you know, stop wishing and start doing in life, right? I mean, make sure that if there's something you say, you know, I wish I'd always done this, I want to do that, you know, the quote that I love is this, someday you either say, I'm glad I did, or I wish I had. Okay, that's your options. Either I'm glad I did or I wish I had. So Jeremy started the plan and the path of, you know, kind of doing it now. And that gave him the opportunity that as these opportunities unveiled, he was able to take advantage. So you're doing your thing. You're starting your web with the newspaper. You're continuing on. Yeah. And I want to, I want to add to what you just said, Michael. I mean, when you think about what I was doing, so many of us, you know, I was going into college. So many of us look only at the next step, right? You mm-hmm. just, where am I at today and what's the next step? And what I've, what I learned somewhere along the way that I've really, you know, has been led to my success. Something I've done over and over again is I, I look at it the other way. Where do I want to be and how do I work backwards? Mm. And you can only determine the first step mm-hmm. once you know where you're going to go. Cause you're going to be really limited to what you do. If you're only looking at your options without understanding, you know, where you're trying to go. So that's really what I did. And so I started teaching myself this opportunity. And, and of course, you know, once I got that job uh, at the newspaper doing what I wanted, uh, I continued to repeat that process. Hmm. And, I, and I realized... If it's work and repeat it, right? It's work and repeat it. And yeah. It was pretty natural to me. And I started looking, well, if I'm here and I'm doing well, you know, what other opportunities are there out there? And if you remember the late 90s, 98, 99, you know, if you turn on a TV um, and you were in the internet and you weren't a millionaire, you were doing something wrong. At least that's what I was telling myself, right? <laughs> so I thought, you know, I need to go get some stock options. I need yeah. to go somewhere that I can just, you know, really profit from this. And uh, it was an exciting time. I, I got flown all over the country and interviewed at different places, got offered a job by Amazon, and ultimately came to a, to a small startup in Boca Raton, which is mm. what brought me over here. And uh, I just you know, got this you know, huge amount of stock options and a great opportunity. And uh, I remember saying and thinking to myself, you know, I'm 20 years old, doing this great job, you know, showing up every day, building something exciting on the, on the front of technology. And I really thought this whole, you know, being an adult thing was easy. And I just couldn't figure out why everyone else was struggling trying to figure it out. Uh, and then about seven months later, you know, you know what happened with the yeah. dot-com bubble. And, yep. and uh, the funding dried up and they mm-hmm. had to lay everybody off. And, uh, and ultimately, it was, if you remember that time, you know, 9-11 and the dot-com boom happened at the same time. And if you were in web design, you told someone you were in web design, you know, everybody said, oh, my brother does that. I mean, it was just everywhere. It was almost 
kind of very equivalent to when you said you were in real estate around 2008, you know yeah. I mean? It was just, everybody's in real went. estate. Yeah. Yeah. And so nobody was hiring, you know, every company had a hiring freeze and I just was going to these, these job interviews and they were ultimately, no matter how good I did or how exciting, you know, the, the company was, they almost all kind of ended with, we're just not going to hire anybody right now. Yeah. You know? And it was a really bleak time. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, all of these executives at that startup, they, they got absorbed because they had come from, from other huge companies and they were absorbed immediately and they had work that needed to be done. So they would, they would contract it out. And uh, it just got to a point where I was tired of going to job interviews that I know were going nowhere while I was turning away, you know, contract work. And that's how I ultimately formed my, my first company. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's something where you took your history and, and goods and bads going through the dot com to kind of create something that worked well for you. And you know, folks, don't go away. We're going to be coming back here next segment. We're going to talk about how to accomplish big goals. And later on in the show, you're not going to want to miss. You're going to stay with us. We're going to be talking about power of utilizing the web for business today. So if you own a business and you want to really look to how to maximize the internet, the web, for your business to grow it to the next level, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. And then the last segment we're going to discuss, actually, how do you implement? Not just how do you utilize it, but how do you implement? What are the day-to-day steps that you can take to implement to increase your business footprint to gain more business overall and hopefully live better in any economy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com. And to see if you qualify for a living well retirement review, call toll-free 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to The Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're here today joined with Jeremy Pound in studio. He is the CEO of Juicy Results, the internet marketing agency for the Fortune 5 million. Love that. And uh, he's, we're really talking about how the internet is changing the way we do business today. We're also joined again with Danny in studio. She's joining us to share some thoughts and insight on this as well. And this segment, really, we're going to talk about the idea of how to accomplish big goals in life. You know, so often we're in a situation where uh, a lot of us have ideas that come to mind, you know, wishful thinking, they call it, or all these different things. I'd like to do this, or I'd like to do that. But, you know, how do you achieve that stuff? And I I, uh, I love this. There's a quote. It says, all roads that lead to success have to pass through the hard work boulevard at some point. You know, I think that's where people who are ultra successful and people who are not. It's interesting. If you interview people that are exceptionally or wildly successful, you'll find that they're not necessarily, you know, the sharpest people, smartest people in the world. Sometimes they're super smart, but a lot of times they're not. A lot of times they're just in a situation where they have mastered consistency. You know, the daily disciplines where they're willing to get up and they're willing to do the things each and every day. And they're willing to look at their life as though, you know, there's only a period of time. There's only a certain amount of time that I have in life. And I want to make sure that I maximize everything that we do. And, you know, one of the things that I have uh, used in our philosophy, many of you may or may not know, we're in a situation, if you're listening to this, where I own three different financial companies, Wall Financial Group, 
retire well. We also I'm a partner in Wall Laster and Company, and the focus of those companies are really to kind of help oversee the financial affairs, if you will, of higher net worth type clientele. So our job there is to manage and protect that wealth. Obviously, if at any point in time you have questions about us, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. But you know, one of the things that I found, even as we do that, and, and in addition, you know, kind of commentate for different media outlets, whether it be CNBC or Fox or Bloomberg or whoever it is. I found that it's necessary in business that you must create a business plan around your time. Now, that might sound easy or simple, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. You know, a lot of people are in a situation where they, when they start a business, all they see is dollars. You know, I want to make X amount per year, and I want to make X amount per year, and I want to be able to drive this car and live in this home and take these kind of trips. And not that any of those things aren't bad, but, you know, at the end of the day, one thing we all have that's common for all of us is time. We all only have 24 hours in a day. So if you do the business plan, business model around your time, that makes a lot more sense. Let me give you a little quick idea of what I mean there. So our business structure, we're set up in such a way where Mondays are typically days where, you know, we're doing either some marketing or catch up for the week. I'm, I'm kind of doing some different outside of the box things. Maybe we're recording a show. Maybe we're in a situation where I'm just kind of business planning on my business. Maybe I'm working on my business, but not working in my business, which is very different. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are days where I'm meeting clientele, meeting prospective clientele. And then Fridays, a lot of times we're taking off. Uh, That doesn't mean there aren't things that happen uh, or go on sometimes, but for the most part, that's our plan. So we do the math around our time because then it allows us to know I have certain amount of hours in a day, certain amount of hours in a month, certain amount of hours in a year. I want my life to look like this. I want to have this much family time. And then this is what the business looks like as a result. So you got to create a business plan around your time. And Jeremy, I know you're pretty uh, strategic in what you do. Obviously, that's the reason you've been blessed to really have the success that you've had over the years with all the staff that you have and all the different things. What are your thoughts on that? And in addition to that, as far as how to accomplish big goals, what would be one or two suggestions you may have? I love the way you put that about developing a business plan around your time. And you know, I really admire the way that you handle your schedule. And you and I were talking about that and you were sharing with me how you have different days for different things. And as I told you, it might be more granular. It doesn't have to be an entire day. You know, mornings for me are for marketing and sales. That's when I wrote the book. I wrote the book, you know, by spending a little time every morning before I got into the office, before the urgency, the whirlwind of the day hit me. Mm. And I was, mo- I was working on things that were moving my business forward. Small so, things repeated, right? Exactly. Yeah, habits. And, you know, I, I really am a big believer in that what gets measured gets done. Mm. And I'd, often, I'd actually take that to the next step. What gets scheduled gets done. Yeah. And so, so many times, you know, and this was me in my, in my 20s, you know, early in my career. Is just like you. I had these ambitious goals and I would work really hard. But, you know, very often I had way more on my plate than I could ever have gotten done. And, you know, we're all victim of that. And the easiest way to expose when you're overscheduled, when you've got, when you're too ambitious at one time, is to just try to put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the, the one resource that we can't seem to make more of, that we can't seem to, uh, to find an infinite supply of yet, is time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everything else is a resource that we, we have leverage over. And so it does really start with looking at that calendar and scheduling and success. So when you put it on the calendar, you're in a situation, and I know, Danny, even with you, as you're in a situation where you meet with certain clientele, you know, that's important too, to be make sure we're scheduling and timing your life and what you do. I mean, I know you've seen some value to that, correct? Oh, absolutely, Mike. I think, um, you know, you've got to hold yourself accountable and sometimes others need to hold you accountable as well. So, you know, putting it on that calendar, making sure that you know, everything is important to you, whether it be, you know, in the morning, you're going to get up and research or, you know, put lines together for your book or whatever, you know, whatever is important to you. And I like what Jeremy had mentioned earlier in the show about 
you know, what is your end goal? And then kind of backstepping from there on how to get there. And that's, um, I think that's really important, Mike. Yeah, you know, and folks, so, so one concrete step here that you can take away from this. The good news is if you're not great right now at, at putting things into the calendar, because, you know, I think if we're all honest, we go through seasons of times where we're really good at something and in seasons of times where we're not. I mean, that just happens. So, you know, you got to get back on the horse. You got to get people to encourage you, push you. You know, everyone needs coached. You know, that's one of the things that I've found is as you move to the more and more successful people in life, you find that those people value, you know, good advice. You talked earlier about renting your brain. I love to use that. I mean, it's a great quote because it's the idea of, you know, whether you're reading a book or whether you're paying somebody five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars or more for coaching, you know, really what you're doing is you're renting that experience. And you couldn't buy that experience at that. I mean, it's really priceless for what you're getting. So it's very, very important. So putting things in your calendar, folks, is something you absolutely want to do. You know, a lot of times people are in a situation in life as well where I remember Zig Ziglar used to always talk about your life is a wheel and you have different spokes and, you know, how's this part of your life doing? You know, your physical and your spiritual and your emotional and your family and your business and all these different things. And, you know, you kind of drew a little circle on the map and, and you go ahead and put the spokes out there and figured out how far from one to 10 you were, how well you were doing really, you know, in each of those areas. And, you know, if you're in a situation where, you know, you're spending a lot of time in your business, but your family life is kind of, you know, getting the, the last and, and, you know, the worst, if you will, of your time, well, your wheel is not going to be real round and your ride in life, as he calls it, is not going to be that smooth. You know, it's, it's the idea, folks, of the fact that money can buy you a lot of things. Money is really, really important. I mean, it's reasonably close to oxygen. <laughs> you know, when you need it, you really do need it. I mean, you can't do anything in life really without it, but it's not the most important thing. Money can buy us a nice bed but it will not buy us a good night's sleep. Money can buy us a companion, but it won't buy us love. You know, we've heard the song. But at the end of the day, it's really important that we value what matters in life. So making sure that we put those things in the calendar are some things that we've seen. Jeremy, what else are you, have you seen in your business tangible that someone could take away, you know, as, as working with employees and all these other things that you've seen that you say, you know what, we can plug this in. Here's real tangible things we sure. do weekly or monthly or whatever to Absolutely. assist with that. So. I'm a big believer in leading indicators, mm. right? So most of us, this is how we hire a salesperson or this is how we plan a business. We say, okay, I want to sell a million dollars a year per salesperson in my company. And so what most of us do is we kind of wait till the year's over and we look back and say, did it happen or didn't it happen? And we feel like we're managing that person, right? But anytime you're measuring something that you have no control over making the change, it's too late, right? Mm. That's a lagging indicator. Mm -hmm. And so it's such a, it's such a simple idea but if you, again, it goes back to beginning with the end in mind, if you can reverse engineer and you know that, okay, if I make 10 phone calls a day or if I'm giving three presentations a week, you know, based on my experience or based on what I'm, I'm you know, hi, my hypothesis, if it's a new company, then I think we'll sell a million dollars. And then, you, you know, three weeks go by and you haven't made three presentations a week, you can do something about it, right? Mm -hmm. You've got leverage over that. Mm -hmm. So it's really about sitting down and, and it's, a, it's a game and it becomes a lot of fun this way. And you, and you can say, okay, for this person in my company, for this role, this is the scorecard that I need for them. These are the leading indicators that are going to predetermine success. I can manage that. I can, I can coach that. I can't just, you know, wait till it's all done and say, look, you either did a good job or you didn't. And either here's your bonus or here's the front, you know, here's the door. Um, it's not a very gratifying way to grow a company. So really that subtle shift of, of pre-planning what those leading indicators are, it just been a huge you know, shift in the way that I've been able to, to leverage my time hmm. and, and actually predict the results that I want. So beginning with the end in mind, folks, I think is the big takeaway there. You know, as you start something, make sure that you begin with the end in mind. I know we 
see that a lot even in what we do. You talked about engineering. I love that word, you know, utilizing it in portfolios as we engineer portfolios. You know, all of the clients that we work with are either self-managing or they're working with another manager. So oftentimes when they come to us, they're looking for a second opinion. How can I improve what we're doing? Because we are doing just that. We're kind of beginning with the end in mind. We can do analysis on, you know, portfolios and different things with testing to say, okay, if the market turns over XYZ at this time and does whatever, we know exactly what's going to happen in the portfolio within a pretty clear focus of, uh, you know, range, so to speak. I mean, it may not be directly on target, but we're going to be pretty darn close. And so that beginning with end in mind, folks, can really work in a lot of different parts, a lot of different facets of our life. And I think the biggest thing that you mentioned there is, you know, if, if you aren't hitting your goals, you can actually go do something. I remember, you know, that some of the quotes from whenever I sold books door to door back in the day, quite exciting times, <laughs> you know, just really knocking door to door. I mean, a lot of fun. But I learned a lot from it. You know, you, you, when you're there and somebody shows up with a shotgun, you know you're at the wrong house. <laughs> but you learn a lot at the same time, you know. So we're in a situation where I remember that they always used to say, stop stewing and start doing. You know, if you're looking for an excuse, anyone will do. You know, and too often in life, I think, I love what Zig says. He says, you know, too many people in life go to the grave with their music still in them. And unfortunately, folks, we see that in today's culture, in today's world, where there's a lot of folks out there. Everyone has different gifts and abilities. I'm a big believer of Jeremiah 2911. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Each person has been designed with different gifts and abilities. It's whether or not you're going to utilize those gifts, sharpen those gifts. It's not just going to be handed to you. You have to go after it. And I know you've probably seen that happen, Jeremy, in your business. And I know, Danny, even some of our connection, I know as you worked for Gunster before, you know, a big law firm, and then obviously as we've connected over the years, you know, some different things, what have you seen that's kind of helped you implement some things as far as uh, just kind of taking action on what you do in life? Well, actually, Mike, it's funny when Jeremy was talking, it sounds exactly like some of the clients that we have walking in the door. And, you know, the biggest, the biggest issue is they're going to say, you know, they want this to happen. They want to save money in taxes. And, you know, but then they wait till the end of the year and, well, wait, and now it's history. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. So what, what I like and what in our business we do is we make a plan of action for them and we help them step by step get through this plan of action and do it together for them. So that's what really uh, we've seen in our business. Yeah, absolutely. And folks, we're going to be talking a little bit later here in the next segment about how to utilize the web for business today. Also, you're going to want to stick around to the end, implementation of technology. How do you actually apply it to your business to help your business grow exponentially? And by the way, at any point in time, if you have any questions or you missed the first part of the segment or want to listen to other episodes, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com, just like you're leaning on a wall, leanonthewall.com, or send an email to info at leanonthewall. By the way, if you do go to leanonthewall.com, you're going to see the Wealth and Health Show tab. Go ahead and click on that, and that'll take you right to a place where you can listen to some of the episodes. But again, we're going to be talking next time just on how to utilize the web for business today, maximizing it so you can see breakthrough growth in what you're doing. Stick around. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351. 
This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're talking with Jeremy Pound about essentially the idea of how the Internet has changed the way we do business today. You know, it's interesting. So many companies today uh, are in a situation where they're looking at the Internet and technology a lot differently than they did in the past. You know, it's almost like having a, a website is almost your new storefront. And it's been that way for quite some time. You know, it's interesting that uh, I know even for us, we're in a situation where what our web presence looks like is very, very important. And it's probably one of the most things, uh, not not the most focused, but, you know, definitely in the top five. You know, obviously you want to have your office looking right and all your structure and all that. But the Internet, how you relay yourself, how you portray yourself, how you're viewed out there to people today from technology utilizing the internet is really really important and jeremy i know we talked about a bunch of different things and uh it talked about the idea of most common mistakes or misunderstandings i guess when it comes to the internet and some stats that you had pulled up i thought were really interesting i was hoping you could comment on some of these one was almost one-fifth of google search queries so you get online and you're searching for you know your new shoes or your new louis vuitton or you know whatever you're saying, hey, I want to get the best price, you know, whatever you want to buy. One fifth of Google search queries entered today have never been searched for before. I thought that was really, I, I, I just couldn't believe that. And that's, that's the case, I guess, huh? Yeah, it was really eye-opening, but it really supports, you know, what we see on the back end. When we're fortunate enough to work with a number of clients and we see the keywords that bring them business, hmm. you start to pick up on that, you know? And if you think and, about- And real quick, keywords, just so folks listening, say, what is he talking about keywords? What does that mean? Just quick- point. Keyword is just synonymous with what you type into Google. So it's not necessarily one word, even though I say keyword, but it's just a term that you're searching for. Could be a phrase, could be anything. Yep, exactly. Okay. Could be a so, question. So one-fifth of search engines, you were talking about that? Yeah. So when you think about you know, Amazon.com, you know, they don't make all their money from people just typing in books, mm -hmm. right? If you were to chart all of the traffic, all of the search terms about them traffic, it would be infinite. It would be every title of every product of every book. It would be how to accomplish certain things, right? So you start thinking about that, and it changes the way that you'll probably think about your own search engine optimization. You know, here's another one, folks, that I, I really, uh, it, it amazed me. It says, uh, a, a stat that says mobile search. So utilizing your phone, mobile search has trumped desktop search since 2014. Is that, is that right? That's Am I right. reading that you correctly? Know, most of us learned how to use Google on a desktop or a laptop. And so we're kind of stuck with this idea that that's what search engines are. Hmm. But, you know, the phones now, uh, cars, we can even talk our searches, right? So mobile <laughs> is really where it's at. You, you have a search engine with you in your pocket everywhere you go 12, 24 hours a day, depending uh, on how much you have it on. And our kids love Siri. You know, they're in a situation <laughs> where they're talking about like, well, Siri told us and Siri said, like, guys, Siri is not real. And that's really a search engine. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that's driven by Google. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, how, how people have almost kind of become attached with this Siri person, you know, that's out there mysteriously somewhere. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's interesting, folks, and this is really important. We're going to talk about the last segments. You're, you're going to want to make sure you want to hang around for that. But implementation of technology. And Jeremy mentioned about the idea of mobile search and is trumped it, you know. And, and how valuable it's been today. This is one thing that's really important is what does your website look like? What does your website look like to someone on their phone? So if you're in a situation where you're, you're getting on a desktop, you know, a laptop or a, a regular computer and you're, you're searching for something, you see a website, it looks, you know, however it looks, oftentimes that website can look very different on a mobile device, on a phone, on an iPad or, you know, a tablet or something like that. So that's something you want to be really cautious of when you're going, right? I mean, was that, would yeah. you agree with that? Not only from a, from a user standpoint, right? Once they get to the site that they don't just 
hit the back button because it's it's illegible on your phone. Mm. But now Google has completely come out and said, yes, we're actually we can actually use software to determine if your website's usable on a phone. Mm. And if it's not, we're actually going to penalize your rankings. Mm. So we they actually tell you if your navigation elements are too close to touch. You know, you think about a touch screen versus like a mouse. And it'll actually penalize your search rankings. And that's wow. something very new, but it's something we only expect more of going forward. Yeah, I didn't know that. So if it's it's not compatible with a phone, your rankings are going to go way down. And again, yeah. that SEO that we're talking about, guys, is the idea of, you know, where do you land or where do you show up when somebody searches for, you know, internet marketing companies or financial services company or, you know, whatever it may be. If somebody goes out there and, and Google searches Wall Financial Group, you know, feel free to do that just for fun. You're going to see that we dominate, you know, the first 10, 15 pieces of, of information there. And that's important because we want to make sure that whenever we're out there, we're portraying who we are. Yeah, Michael, and you just, you were making the joke about your, your children and that they said, well, Siri said this and Siri yeah. said that, right? <laughs> whether I would say, I would challenge your listeners, whether you realize it or not, if you go and you, and you Google a company name and nothing comes up about them, you're, you're, you almost start asking yourself, are these guys a real business? Are yeah. they a fly by night? Yeah. It's really become a legitimacy thing. It's just as important as a business card that, that you have a good presence when people type in your company and your brand names and even your key executive names. Validation. Uh, 92%, here's another stat, 92% of executives own a smartphone used for business. Now, they don't just own a smartphone, they own one that's used for business. 92%, that's a really high number and I'm going to jump into the next one. It says 77% of executives use their smartphone to research a product or service for their business. So if you think about it, folks, and you're out there and you have a business and you're trying to market to people that are going to, you know, basically the idea of the Internet is putting yourself out there so people can find who you are and then also doing everything you can to be in front of them on a regular basis. If these people are utilizing phones to search for what they're looking for, it's absolutely necessary that we maximize on that. 93%, here's another stat of executives will purchase a product via the internet using a laptop or desktop. 93% of people purchasing. I know myself, you know, I buy a lot of stuff online. We get things shipped now. Uh, it's just easier. You know, sometimes just going to the store, not that it's bad, you know, if you like the experience of walking around, looking at a bunch of different things. But, you know, as life gets busier and you're really, remember, like we talked earlier about creating big goals and, and talking about that, putting a calendar around your time. Well, instead of me driving and being in traffic and going here and there or whatever and spending an hour and a half going to the store, I'd rather just Google search it online, find what we want, get it shipped to me. And even the hassle of it coming and it doesn't fit or it's wrong, I'll send it back and get another one because it's really not a big use of my time, right? Have you seen that? Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and the, the products and services are the, are the easy get, right? But I think that we overlook taking that a step further that when you're setting your big goals, mm. you know, you're an executive, productive people, they're thirsty for information, right? Yep. And so you set out to do something you're not just going to you know, assume that it's going to happen. You're going to start Googling how to make it happen. And you're going to find all these lines in the water for companies who are there giving you information to help you do that. And you're actually attracting a potential customer so early in the buying process that you're not even know that they're looking for what you sell. And so instead of them coming and saying, well, I'm talking to three accounting firms, or I'm talking to you and two other people, you know, you're the one that actually showed them how to accomplish their goal or solve their problem. And that's when SEO becomes really magical. And you're actually attracting people so early in the buying process that there's no competition. So let's talk real quick about the idea of the value of being at the top of the search engine. You know, you Google something, you know, you're out there. I know, Danny, you're really involved with the Big Dog Ranch and that sort of thing. And obviously they have a big place here you know, different things as far as what they do. What a great work, by the way. And, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm glad you're able to be involved with that. And you've seen probably a lot of things, even the business owners that have come in there using technology and the internet as well, right? 
Oh, absolutely, Mike. And it, it's funny that you mentioned the Big Dog Ranch because they went from, you know, this very, very small organization back in 2007, 2008, 2009 to just a gigantic company. And, you know, a lot of a lot of the growth has been through the Internet and mm. through Google and through people learning about the ranch and our mission and goals and therefore, you know, then adopting a dog. So, I mean, last year there was over a thousand dogs adopted. Wow. Back in 2009, it was maybe 100. So yeah. it's just amazing how the internet can really grow any business, including nonprofits. Yeah. You know, and by the way, folks, at any point in time, if you missed the first two segments or you want to catch another episode, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. We're talking about the web. So that's where you want to go. Leanonthewall.com, just like you're leaning on a wall. Uh, if you have a question, feel free to send an email to info, I-N-F-O at leanonthewall.com. One tip there, if when you do go to the site, leanonthewall.com, it's going to be a little bit of an overview of who we are. Obviously, the three different financial companies as we protect and manage wealth in any economy. But there's going to be a link as well that you can click on for the Wealth and Health Show. And that'll take you to a place where you can listen to episodes and, you know, all that sort of thing. Even there's a reply box. If you have some questions about anything, feel free to send it in there. But we talked, Jeremy, about the value of being at the top of a search engine. Tell us a little bit, you know, somebody's Googling something. Why is it important to be, or, or what is important? Is it important to be in the top five, top 10, the top three, and, and then why? Well, it, and when it comes to search engine optimization, it, it's page one of the results are nothing. Mm. You know, if, if you think about how you search, whether you realize it or not, people don't typically go to the second page. What they do, if they don't find what they're looking for on page one, you know, maybe even the top, you know, five results, they change their search. Mm -hmm. we, we refine our search mm -hmm. to get more specific. In other words, they'll add in different things. Yeah, exactly. So it get more and more specific. Mm -hmm. And that's why, mm -hmm. you know, as we talked about before, that how many, uh, you know, almost a fifth of keywords have never been searched before. It's because of that behavior. It's because we're becoming more sophisticated searchers. Mm -hmm. And so at the companies have to keep up on the other <laughs> side. And, you know, today, if you're yeah. under, like, you know, how important is this? I mean, Google has replaced the yellow pages. Yeah. 411, you know, back in the day, if you were, you know, business to business, you might have a little directory of everyone in your industry that you kept, you know, every year it came out. Today, we just have Google. I mean, yeah. it's the way we discover new products and services. I read recently that over 60% of all traffic on the internet that leads to a transaction of some type commercial originates from search engines. That's amazing. You know, when you think about it, and you said about the, uh, the phone books and all that, you know, one of the things that always used to drive me nuts, you know, I've been in business since 2001. And uh, I always remember, you know, we had people coming to us to market for these different you know, be in this phone book or be in this phone. I'm like, why does an why does an area have you know twenty different phone books? I mean, I'm you know fabricating there a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, you're you're in a situation where you're in these phone books. So we just decided, you know, we're not we're not doing that. We're going to be in the most popular one, and that's it. And even in some markets that we're in, we're not even in the phone book because of what you said. Because we've never been in a phone book in fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, we've it's never have done it. It's crazy. You know, it's so. I mean, why be in it? You're spending the money. You're playing the game, and you can put that money to maybe bring and add more value to clients, which really matters. By the way, folks, if you're in a situation where you have not really started, you know, you own a business and you know that you should be on the internet, you know that your presence needs to be there. And Jeremy, another thing, video is probably more important than even text, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, you know, YouTube, the people in my industry love to say this. YouTube is the second most popular search engine wow. after Google. There are more searches done on YouTube than on all the other search engines besides Google. Yeah, it's amazing. So if, if you're in a situation where you've always thought about getting started, I love the quote that says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Think about that. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Whether that's applied to accomplishing big goals, 
whether that's applying to your business where it is today and taking further steps to really, you know, dominate whatever industry you're in. You know, folks, if you're in a situation where you really truly believe that you provide the best goods and service in what you do, there is no reason you shouldn't want to dominate your market. I'm a big believer that the service we provide is absolutely the right service for the folks that we connect with. Are we right for everyone? No, but we're in a situation where I believe we're a great alternative for higher net worth clients, a great alternative to the, I call them the big houses. You know, all the names that everybody knows that are just used to the set it and forget it philosophy, which is just not what we do. Jeremy, you're a big believer that Juicy Results is the alternative for the Fortune 5 million. So we want to be in a situation that if you believe that, you absolutely must implement and enact strategies to use the internet and the web for your business and for your future. Don't miss next segment. We're going to talk about implementation of technology and how do we actually apply and implement things to help you get to the next stage. It's going to be a great segment, so stick around. We'll be back right after this. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com. And to see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review, call toll-free 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Well, welcome back in, folks, again to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're here with Jeremy Pound and Danny talking about the idea of how the Internet is changing the way we do business. And it's amazing. We talked about some search results. We talked about Google. We talked about YouTube. We've talked about a variety of other things. And it's just amazing from uh, setting big goals to utilizing the Internet for business to, you know, just my goodness. I mean, you know, I was on YouTube one time and I was, I was searching for a guy showed me about throwing these cards. You know, it's like, you know, throw a playing card through a door. You know, it's just, I mean, there's a video on it. So it's amazing. There's videos on everything out there today. But the question is, you might be out there and you might be asking yourself, you know, I realize that it's important to use the internet, but I'm just not sure where to get started. You know, it can really seem overwhelming. It really can. And that's why, again, I love that quote, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And, and so with the internet, it's something where we want to say, okay, what do we do? Well, Jeremy wrote a book, The Bootstrapper's Guide to Search Engine Optimization. That could be the first step. Just Google that. You're going to find the guide. There's some videos, some other things that can help you in that process. But if you're not sure exactly then where to go from there, you know, how do we actually create a sustainable plan that can help you maximize this is really, folks, I want you to think about it as a marketing arm. This is not something you're going to try. Because the internet's going, not going away, right, Jeremy? Not, not anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's here to stay. So as a piece of the marketing arm, what are you going to do? Maybe it's 10% of your budget. Maybe it's 20%. Maybe it's 5%. Maybe it's 30%. You know, I don't know what it looks like for you. I don't know what your business is. And maybe it's you're already doing it, but you need to improve what you're doing. You just need a kind of an internet makeover, so to speak, you know? So tell the listeners a little bit, Jeremy, what should someone do that is maybe not in the marketing game and the internet right now? They want to get started, but they're a little fearful. What's kind of step one, two, three for them? 
Well, I want to put out a couple of things that I think everybody should do, you know, whether you can afford to hire somebody right now or you're kind of bootstrapping this on your own. The first step that we do for every potential customer and everyone who contacts me, you know, personally or professionally, the first step is to come up with your keyword list. So earlier in the show, we talked about what keywords are. That is the term that somebody puts into Google to find you. And as you, you mentioned, you know, almost one fifth of those search terms today have never been searched before. So I think it's a misnomer that if you're an accounting firm, the only thing that's, that's going to bring you business is, you know, Boca Raton accounting firm. Hmm. You know, that's just, that's just not the way we search today. You know, it's so much more sophisticated than that. Your keyword list is going to be a combination of the products and services you offer. If you do business in a specific location, you're going to combine your location with that. But more than that, it's going to be the problems you solve. It's going to be the alternatives to the products that you have. It's, you know, the more keywords that you rank for, the more lines you have in the water when you're fishing. Hmm. And so if you contact us and, and you want to hire us, the first thing we're going to do pre-engagement before you ever hire us is we're going to say, what's your keyword list, you know, and where are you at today? And we're going to make an assessment. You know, if, if you're coming to me and you've, you've never been in a ring before and you want to learn how, you know, karate, I'm not going to sign you up for the heavyweight championship, <laughs> right? And train you. You know, I'm going to say, what can we do? You know, let's just get you a little bit more flexible, whatever it is. So we approach SEO the same way. And I want to put that in your listeners' heads so they realize, you know, moving forward is important, right? Even if you're you're at a total standstill today. Well, and I think I like that because, you know, it's it really helps people to more than anything just to come up with their, you know, if you sit down and do the keywords, really, what are you doing? You're kind of sitting down and thinking about your business. What do we do? What's our mission? What's our goal? What are we about? Who do we serve? Mm -hmm. Why do we serve them? You know, how do we benefit them? What are some results that we've seen? You know, all these different things. So it really helps you to kind of step back again. It's almost another quote unquote online mission statement, if you will. Those are powerful questions, Michael. And I would say the biggest piece of advice that I give to everybody when they go work on these these keywords or they brainstorm the keyword list is think like your customer. Hmm. If your customers say lawyer, don't say attorney. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Think the way that they think. And so that's the best piece of advice. And again, going back to, you know, the stat that we keep talking about, what are the terms that your customers going to be using for you in the future? I think that you can actually predict that. You can actually see some of the trends that are coming. And most of us in business, there are really wide uses for our products and our services. And so let's get those all down. Yeah. And let's make sure that your search presence is for all of that. And that's my, my best advice with you. Doing it yourself or you're hiring somebody, you know, get really specific. Begin with the end in mind. Yeah. Again. And then that's you know what's going to drive your your SEO process. So now if somebody's in a situation where they say, okay, that we get all this down. Um, now we want to go hire a firm. Are there certain things that they should be looking for? Because you know there's there's I don't know how many firms there are out there that do web marketing. You know, everybody's it seems like now doing something like, oh, I can help you with a web page, or I can do this, or I can do that. You know, helping you with your Facebook and you know all these different things. What are some things that people should look for when they're if if they say, you know what, I don't want to do this on my own. You know, I, I read your guide. I read the bootstrappers guide. It's great. But <laughs> this is just not something, number one, I maybe have time for. Or number two, it's not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, what are some things they should look for when they're looking for a company to help them? Well, I will say that I've got lots of content about this on our website on juicyresults.com. You've know, mm-hmm. got videos about this. You know, we've got three questions to ask when hiring an SEO firm. So what I want to give your listeners, you know, a little bit of advice on how to become a better consumer is obviously, you know, if this is a really easy one, if, if the company is telling you they're good at SEO, why don't you ask the company what they rank for? You know, mm-hmm. if, if you put in guaranteed SEO, juicy results will come up number one. If you put in anything like South Florida Internet Marketing or Internet Marketing Agency, you know, we're going to be right there at the top of the results. 
So, you know, if, if you're about to hire a company that hasn't even, you know, drank their own Kool-Aid and, and you know, <laughs> eaten their own dog food, yeah. as people say, yeah. I yeah. think that might be a red flag, you know? And I, second, you know, I will, like I said, I won't go in, you know, be redundant because there's so much more technical information mm. I want to mm -hmm. share if you just read our content. But the other thing that is a pretty, you know, no-brainer with any service is just ask to talk to the customers of that company and, and ask those customers, not just if they're good, but what should you expect? Because coming up for rankings high in Google is a long-term asset. It's something you do that, that pays off for a very long time. And so it is a long-term game and you need to know that going in. You need to realize that this is going to help your business long-term, not just, you know, you're going to put a dollar in and you're going to get $1.25 right back out like direct mail or something like that. It's an entirely different return on investment. So talk to your uh, potential firm's customers, ask them what to expect, and then you'll be a much more con uh, educated consumer. Yeah, absolutely. So folks, if you're out there right now, and you're listening to this show, and maybe you missed the segment or two, or you're saying, you know, I need to kind of plug in here. Uh, let me just kind of give you a recap. We talked about big goals, how to accomplish them. We talked about how to really utilize the web today, most common mistakes and misunderstandings, if you will, and then implementing this technology. So if you missed any part of it, feel free to go to leanonthewall.com, click on the Wealth and Health Show logo, and that'll take you to a place where you can listen to this or any other segment. But I want to encourage you, just as we end the show here, to do two things. That is, number one, stop and evaluate what you're currently doing. Because you can't move forward, in my opinion, smoothly and strongly unless you first stop and evaluate where you currently are. You know, where is the water seeping through the boat? Number two, if you need to improve your internet experience, and not just your experience, but your presence, and really dominating that to take your business to the next level. What I'm going to encourage you to do is seek help, whether it be get the book from Jeremy's, The Bootstrapper's Guide to Search Engine Optimization, or check him out, JuicyResults.com, or even other companies like his to help you with the guidance and steps you need to get where you want to go. As always, make sure you join us next week. we got some great guests coming on, but I want to encourage you to take the time this week to step back and really value what matters and what's important in your life so you can live well in any economy. We'll see you, folks. See you next week. Information provided during the Wealth and Health Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351.